1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hockey! Yeah. yeah! My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And to the latest edition of Judd's Hockey Show. We are previewing Game 3 of the Wild and Golden Knight Series. Zolgad and Declan Goff, as always. We will also have... Our regular wild post-game show, which goes from Judd's Hockey Show into a wild event line after Game 3 tonight. A late start at the X because the television gods hate us. We're in the Midwest, so we're not in the East and we're not in the West, and we get bad start times for the playoffs. But at least there is a playoff game. Declan, I want to start you off with this one. Okay. Your reaction to the fact that Dean Evason has said this morning after the morning skate. No lineup changes for Game 3. Everything status quo from what we saw in Games 1 and 2.
0: Uh, not not too surprising. Um, at the same time, I wouldn't have been shocked if Parise slotted his way in. I I will say that if they lose this game, and we'll get into our predictions and feelings here in a minute, if they lose Game 3, Parise is a lock to play Game 4. I, I just think it's a lock. Um, they're gonna want to shake things up. Mm. They're gonna want. They're gonna want something. Someone will have a bad game. Marcus Johansson has been borderline unplayable through two games and for like seventy five percent of this of the season. But if if they lose game three, um, and by the way, I'm not going doom and gloom. And everyone uh, ragged on me for my take on for for game two. I'll get to that in a little bit. But if they lose game three, uh, Prez is in there for game four. My thought:
1: I think something's going on here beyond what we're that we don't know about. I think it's become, I think the preezy thing has become a political hot potato. And I don't know why, but this to me is now it's crossed a threshold to where one, I'm not surprised he's not playing, but I am surprised by sort of how it's going down a little bit. I will give you a bold judge hockey show prediction right now. Okay. If, if they lose game three and there is a lineup change and by the way with how this team operates i'm not guaranteeing that there will be i mean they very well might come back um if they if they lose a close game again and play well they might very well come back with the same players but if they don't i think matthew boldy plays before zach Parisi. Ooh, I like that. I, I i mean he could come out of the press box he's he's now with the team starting tonight where they'll have the uh, black aces group which is just a bunch of players from their American Hockey League affiliate in Iowa who will be in the X. I love that and, black aces too, by the way. Yeah, it's a great old it's great old school hockey term. Yeah. But I think that I think Matthew Boldy will be the choice. I think there's more to this Preezy thing than we know because it just seems to be it just seems to be too simple to be like, well, he can't play. I mean, yes, he's not fast enough, but, you know, to go back to what we've been talking about, Declan, Victor Rask is not fast enough, and he plays a ton. So um, I'm going to give you the prediction that Matthew Boldy, if somebody gets into the lineup in the forward position group, Matthew Boldy will get in there before Parisi. And I'm feeling fairly certain, barring injuries, that Zach Parise has played his last game here.
0: Yeah, uh, I would prefer your route. I want that route. I would, I would rather see Matthew Boldy figure out a way to get into the lineup. He deserves to be in the lineup. Uh, especially with given how poorly Victor Rask and Marcus Johansson have looked on Gavin Fiala's line, who was dragging them to relevancy in game two. I want that to be the case, um, but I I wouldn't be shocked if he turns his old guard veteran.
1: Here's why, here's part of my reasoning for the Boldy prediction. Right now, the logical candidate to be scratched is Johansson, okay? So, because it's not Bukestad, and it's certainly not going to be Benino. And I guess the second one would be Sturm, just because I'm not going to be shocked. I personally wouldn't scratch him, I got but you. I'm not going to be shocked if, if he gets scratched. And he essentially got benched for a few shifts that Kaprizov played in the third period on Tuesday night. Um, but if it's Johansson, okay, I don't think there's a player in the fourth line that they're going to want to move up to the third line. I don't think they would play Parisi on the third line. So if this was a, if Sturm came out and Bukestead went to center, I could see Prezy getting back in on the wing on the fourth line. But if we're talking about a straight third line switch, I think Boldy makes more sense because Boldy's going to keep up. I mean, Boldy is, it. yes, it's going to be his first game. And yes, I'm sure th- there will be a period of butterflies and it might be a little bit difficult at first. But if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you put, if, if you have Fiala and Rask you're not going to put Parise on the third line. Yeah. Like he is now a fourth line guy. So if that's the change and you're not going to take one of those fourth line wings and put them on the third line, I think it makes far more sense to introduce Boldy into the series and take the shot with him as a third line guy, because athletically it's not going to be a problem for him. Right. Yeah. he was Like st- it might be mentally, but yeah. I don't know that for sure. He was a
0: stud at Boston college this last year, 31 points in 22 games. He had 18 points in 14 with Iowa. So he'd made that jump right away. Sometimes that game, Jumping from the college ranks and even to the AHL is a, is a tough one for players to accept or, and adopt, and he didn't have any problem. He was a stud at the World Juniors. This kid's ready to play, basically, is what I'm saying. He's obviously yeah. ready to play. Okay. I, and, and look, yeah. Calgary did, or, uh, Colorado excuse me, did this with Cal McCarr three years ago. They threw him right in, and he was a stud. I think um, your hypothesis, if you will, of Boldy playing before Parise makes more sense than mine, um, but I, I I just wouldn't be shocked that if Dino there's something that you and I want something, but will it actually realistically happen? As right, two obviously different things. But, but yeah, I I want him in this game. He needs to be in this game. And by the way, I think Patcharetti and uh, not White Cloud. There's another defenseman for Vegas who is Martinez? questionable.
1: No, Martinez has been banged. One of, the, up.
0: One, of, the, one, of the, one of their goons or one of their bigger guys. I know I know and map. another player is still game time decisions for Vegas again this evening. Mark Andre Fleury um, will play again. I know that. That's not that's to no surprise. Hold on, I think I can pull it up here. Uh no sec. Mm-hmm. No sec and patch ready are game time decisions for Vegas tonight. Thomas No
1: Okay. And if Patcheretti, if and when he gets back in, that is a huge deal. Um as you know, we've talked about this on JHS for a few episodes now, but Patchetti's the guy that can finish for you. He can score goals, he's important on their power play. Uh it, it's an extreme advantage wild not to have him playing. Uh but he clearly, it's got to be bad enough that it's kept him out of these first two games, so I'm no longer assuming that he's going to get back in immediately. Let me ask you this, coming off game two, three to one, but really a two to one game, empty net goal for the Golden Knights. Is there anything in particular from the Wild, short of like Johansson not being bad, but I'm, I'm just saying across the board, is there Anything in particular from the Wild that you want to see tonight, Declan, that you didn't feel like you saw on Tuesday? And I mean, I'm, Rask is Rask, so that ain't changing. You. Johansson, I just don't know what to make of. I mean, he's not changed. But, like, are there things that can change that you would like to see changed?
0: I hope, I hope this doesn't come off as a rip because I don't want it to. Um, but what I want to see is Kirill Kaprizov take over this game. Um, I, I, he had a he had a very good showing in game one. I know he didn't show up on the stat sheet in games one and two necessarily, but he literally was the reason Ryan Hartman looked like you know Wayne Gretzky out there, or uh, Mark Andre Fleury was just robbing everything he did. I want to see Kirill Kaprizov in front of about four to five thousand fans. I know it's still not near a hundred percent capacity. 4,500 over, take over this game. Um, I at the end of the day, whether he's creating things or not, you need your best players to start showing up here. And I'm not indicating that Kaprizov and Fiala, Fiala who had a very strong game in game two, kind of an iffy game in game one, and the opposite for Kaprizov who was very good in game one and kind of iffy in game two, at the end of the day, neither of them had points. Neither of them had points mm-hmm. in the first two games. And if you're Vegas, that's that, that's a win. If, if you're looking at this from up top, you're saying, we shut down Kaprizov, we shut down Fiala. They've only scored you know, two goals, right? Two goals, I think, through um, through two games here. We're doing our part. We're doing the we're, we're we're hitting those check marks there. I want to see Kaprizov come out and, and put on a show. Not, also, not just for the Wild because they need him to. The fans would like to see it. It's the first home playoff game. It's time for him to have a little bit of a coming out party too. I think everyone knows national opponents are in awe are and aware of Kirill Kaprizov. But I, I think this can be a really fun coming out game. That this is his team and he's going to be the most dynamic player in the state of hockey for a long time.
1: The advantage for the Wild with what you're talking about tonight is to a certain point, they do have at home the final change so that they can essentially get their lines away from guys that they don't want, at least for a brief period of time, unless the Golden Knights can make a change on the fly. They can get their lines away from the guys uh, that they couldn't get them away from in Vegas. To the Golden Knights' credit, especially in Game 2, I thought they did a masterful job on Capriza. So let's explore what you just said and go down the path of getting him Getting him to a point where he can have a breakout game that isn't just oh my god he's the, simply the best player on the ice and he's thriving. Let's, which by the way could partially happen, but I think the important part of the discussion and we've had this before and our, our guy Russo, friend of the show, as you like to say, Declan Goff right. wrote about this at the Athletic, and that's also how the how the last change can be used to your advantage and potential line combinations. So I will go back to what we talked about and. and you pushed for this since the start of the season. I was not nearly as all in on this in the regular season, but now I'm totally with you and have been for a few days now. The potential of 5-on-5, five five, Fiala and Kaprizov playing together at times, which I think is absolutely necessary to maximize the talent of both of those players, and here's why name another player on this team that you can pair them with on a line that is going to have the same explosiveness. Now, Zuccarello, if he shot more, I'm not guess, saying he's those guys, yes. but he might be closer, right? Mm-hmm. Like he'd be closer to that. Like, because mm-hmm. he's, he's had a nice year. I mean, I give the guy a ton of credit. Um, but he doesn't like to shoot more. He is more of a guy that likes to pass. He's looking to make plays, and he will shoot at times. But I really think we are now going down. For, for as stubborn as Dean seems to be about some things, I think this one's a mistake. Yes, I think tonight, and I'm not, and and I'm not saying off the opening face off, but I am saying if this is a close game, which I again fully expect. I mean, these should all be close games, and you're down like you were. I mean, Tuesday was the blueprint for when you could have combined those two, not empty net. I'm saying early in the third period, um, in places where you might be double shifting Kirill Kaprizov. I think to get to what you're, what you just said, which is how do you get Kirill to that breakout game. We are now to the point where Fiala and Kaprizov have to be given a chance and not just one shift. They have to be given a chance to skate together um, because that becomes dynamic. And I don't know if Vegas knows how they're going to defend that one exactly. You
0: can get strategic with it. You,
1: you don't have yes. uh, uh, you, that, That's my Correct. thing.
0: I'm not asking for Fiala and Kaprizov to be out there together every single shift. But if, if you're down a goal in the offensive zone, hell, if you're tighter up, put those two dudes on the ice. Kevin Fiala this season of players that he has spent the least amount of times with among the regular forwards. Marcus Felino, he's only spent five and a half minutes with him on the ice. He's only spent 25 minutes with Nico Sturm, 26 minutes with Matt Zuccarello, and then Kirill Kaprizov for only 48 minutes. When Kaprizov and Fiala have been on the ice, they have created Corsi 4 for 57%, meaning they're out shooting attempts 57%. Of the, they're out shooting the opponent 57% of the time when those two are on the ice. When they're away from each other and Fias away from it, it's 48%. So like it's a small sample size. So I'm not trying to say it's completely black and white there. Cause that is a very small number, but you need those two dudes on the ice. They're the most dynamic players you have. And by the way, Felino, Eck and Greenway, that line can roll. That line's going to play the most minutes of, of any line forward lines for the wild. And that's okay. I want them to, but you can get strategic with how you have to do this. And if the flower is robbing guys like like Ryan Hartman, God bless him, is getting set up. Ryan Hartman doesn't have the finishing touch to beat Marc-Andre Fleury. Matt Zuccarello isn't going to shoot the puck. Get Fiala and off together, and I swear they will beat Marc-Andre Fleury, 100%.
1: Well, yeah, and, they, and they'll create problems. I, I love the word that you just used, uh, strategic. That's exactly what I'm thinking, too. Like, you can be strategic. This doesn't need to be a, a, a full-time thing. But what did the Blackhawks do when they, they were great? They would put, at times, um, Patrick Kane with Tays, right? Yeah. And guess what? It would be a pain in the ass for opponents, and it would work. Um, I, I was watching the Jets-Oilers game. Last night, the Jets upset them in game one of their series, but in the third, but in the third period, what did the announcers talk about? They're going to get dry and McDavid paired here, which I don't think they were for most of that game. So like, this is not some weird thing to go. Oh my God, you can't put all your firepower together. That makes no sense. Yes, it's nice to have it spread out. Yes, in a regular season, I totally get why that's your preference. It gives you more scoring potential opportunities just as far as your line depth goes. But this is not the regular season. This these are now must-win games. Like, I don't think there's games that you can punt on here. Oh man, we lost game 3. That's just too bad. That's a shame. It, it's a crucial game. So, I'm with you. Get strategic. And you know what? If if Kaprizov comes out tonight and let's say he plays um like you just said which is he takes over he plays a Kirill Kaprizov game which won't shock me if he does and you're up by three goals then you don't need to do it um but that's a club in the bag that you refuse to use and at this point in time it makes no sense not to yep so yeah I'm with you this is this is if you're down by a goal tonight or you need a goal it is the time to say you know what screw it we have to play these two with um hartman which is fine or something like that because there has to be there has to be a time when it makes no sense to not do to stay away from this like you're you're just being stubborn at some point
0: this is um fantasy hockey video game hockey that i'm gonna like this suggest here but like think about if you're tied or you're down a goal and it, I understand there's no real center here, but if you could have playmakers like Zuccarello, Fiala, and Kaprizov on the same ice together, I know you need the center there. Someone needs to take that dang draw and win the draw. But if you can have three players like this complementing each other, like that would be a win. That would be an absolute win. Vegas has good skill. Up and down the ice, they they have a depth. If Pacioretty's in the lineup, then they have their true number one finisher. But they have a lot of good depth. And they have a lot of good guys who can score. Can they finish? Yep. They're, they're, that suspect, but they have a lot of good guys that, that can score. You need to you need to maximize all everything you possibly can, especially if Flory continues to be this dialed in. I, I don't see him being this dialed in, and I also, I understand it, it feels like deja vu with the Wild having expected goal rates that are, are having a, a small conversion rate, and it reminds people of the Jake Allen series. I don't know how you can come away from the first two games and compare it to Jake Allen necessarily, because the wild weren't getting high danger shots. They yeah, were just the trying to maps. put everything. Look on at it.
1: those heat maps, baby. And I will put them up. Check them out. Check, I will bring check them up. out a heat map from from the wild blues, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's they were basically taking shots from my house here. Like yeah. they were nowhere near the goal, Correct. and then they weren't following them up. No, son. And but but that's the thing is, like I don't have a lot of big gripes off of game two. Like I'm not ripping them, and they played. They played a great game. Um, it wasn't perfect, but it was damn good. And Marc-Andre Fleury was fantastic, but I don't have a problem. In that first period, Declan, they came out and they, they were all over the goal. They were all, I mean, Fleury gave up some rebounds and then he stopped them. Um, so I don't really have a complaint there. I just think the next step to the, the fact that they have two goals in this series is how do you get more dynamic? And there's just one clear way. And that one clear way is 97 and 22 at some point in time end up on the same line. And at least it gives you an idea of what the golden Knights would do, because I don't know if you put those two together uh, and Kaprizov's ability to be um, basically a pseudo center and the fact that he can make plays. I don't know if Vegas has an answer for it. They might try and scheme one up eventually, but tonight I don't think that they can respond to it um, because Kaprizov knows when to shoot. He knows when to pass, and his ability to find guys. I mean, can you imagine with, with his ability to make blindside passes and things like that? I mean, it's off the charts. He see and, and he sees the play develop a couple seconds before the rest of us do. Kevin Fiala thrives off that stuff. Yes, he does. He, and by the way, he will shoot. Mm-hmm.
0: Like he'll shoot, shoot those ton. pucks. He's going to so, shoot a ton.
1: Yeah, gonna it done. Yeah, it's just that's that's the logical step that is not asking for too much, and no. it's not and it's not being like, well, but Dean can't do that. No, actually, Dean can. Um, And you have to find a way to put the puck past Flurry, and I think if those two together, he'd stop some of them, no question about it. I don't think he can stop all. Of
0: them. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I want I want Fial and Kaprizov together. Um, I guess it transitions well. If they lose this game, Joe. By the way, I don't think the Wild lose this game. I think the Wild win this game. You want to do predictions? Yep. I think I think the Wild win this game four to two. Four to two. No empty net, by the way. Just four to two. I think they win this okay. game four to two.
1: I, I think the Wild does win as well. I'm going to I'm gonna say Fleur's not gonna not gonna play as well here okay, as like he did call. at home. I'm trying to decide if I if I wanna go with your score or I wanna go five to three. I'll go five to three, four to three empty net goal. Um I think the wild will I think the wild will break out a bit tonight. I, I think they'll score five goals. The fifth one will be an empty netter, and Vegas will score three goals. Okay. I like it. So, But, yeah, I think they win a close game. And, by the way, this game, to me, absolutely crucial. This is going to set the tone. Like, the first two games were a lot of fun, and they were great. And the tone has been set. The goaltending is outstanding. These are close games. As a spectator, they're fantastic. But I think tonight sets the tone for the series as far as whoever wins this one is going to, has basically taken complete control. And it's only two to one. I might be wrong, but I just have a feeling about this game that this is just an incredibly important game. So
0: if they lose this game on a panic level, what is your what is your panic level? Like, right, right now, I'm, I'm just, I'm teeter-tied. I'm, I'm not a, like, I know it sounds like five would be like, oh, but you're teeter. Like, I, I'm just down the middle. It's a split series. It's one to one. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not panicking, and I, I'm not as cal- calm as I should be either. If they yeah. lose this game, though, Judd, How much are you starting to panic?
1: I don't know that I'm starting to panic, but I am starting, and this is probably the next rung down from like panic. I don't think I'm starting to panic, but I definitely would have a sense if Vegas comes in here and beats you that they have asserted themselves because ultimately, as well as you match up against them, they are the better team. Yeah. Like they're better than you. You match up against them fantastic, which makes this great fun. But like, if you just take the personnel Right now, the Golden Knights, now now I would argue the Wild has the best player in Kaprizov, but I would just say as far as the team makeups go, the Golden Knights are the better team. And I think to come into this building and win after two games, that they would have asserted themselves, which is a very important thing to do, um, because it's still, it. it's my opinion, as well as the Wild has played against Vegas record-wise decks that, it would be an upset if the wild wins and, and I've still sure. got the golden Knights in six. So I think it's more of a question of not panic. It's more of a question of if it's two to one Vegas after tonight, the golden Knights have asserted themselves as what they are, which is the better team in this series. I like it, man. Yeah. I'm Plus, I'm if, they Caprice, it. if they hold Caprice, if they hold Caprice up down tonight, yep. then it's become a two game trend.
0: Yep.
1: Like, you know what? He played well in game one. He didn't get on the score sheet. But he still did a lot, and because of that, you're right. Hartman got a ton of chances. Game two, they really shut him down pretty damn well. That was impressive. Fiala was great, but didn't get a goal. But if he if Caprizov's not on the score sheet tonight, then they've found then they have basically countered uh, or found what the Blues did, and they're starting to perfect it, which is a little bit of a problem. So yeah.
0: right, final man. thoughts from you? I'm 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 ready for for game three, ready for That's some home playoff ice. Uh ready yeah. for our, our vent we'll lines. Let's plug session. our show. Yeah. If you uh want To get in on our show at the end of the game because we are the only show, the only post game show that brings fans on the screen with us, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I know it's the other team, but we use it for Vikings Ventline. vikingsventline Vikings we'll Ventline at gmail.com. You can get on the show if, if you're a Knights fan, even. i We welcomed, I believe, 11 guests on our screen after game yeah, two. All more Wild fans, I believe, all more new fans to the show as well. If you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan and you have takes on the game, by all jump means we, we want you on the show and it's not a jump. Like we would love to hear some Knights perspective. Also, if you haven't already hit subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel on score North MN. we'll be pumping previews and post game reactions out throughout this course, uh, course of this series. So that is uh that is what you want to do by the end of the game.
1: All right. There's only one thing left to say.
0: Pass shoot score. Whether it's Baker's simple truth, Turkey or Mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar.